This, this is, is Yawa Radio. Radio. Oh, welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. Welcome to this week's Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twining, where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world. Today, I'm going to be joined by Dr. Rand McLean, the author of a new book called Cheating Death, The New Science of Living Longer and Better. I'll be talking to Dr. Rand McLean about his life, his work, and of course, about his new book. Dr. Rand joins me after this on this week's Glass Half Full. This This is is Yawa Radio. Radio. So you're listening to another episode of Glass Half Full with uh, me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined uh, by inspirational guests from around the world. Do you know what? It's always nice to talk to someone, um, especially around nutrition and wellness. And I'm joined on the line today by by Dr. Rand McLean over in uh, the United States of America. How are you, Rand? All right. <laughs> I'm doing great so far. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. It's it's a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now, you have got an intriguing story uh, before we get into some of the work that you're doing now, because you didn't become into the medical profession until quite late on in your career. Okay, so before we before we get there, and let just share your little well, I say little story, your your inspirational story, because you've done a number of things. Yes, I like to say this is my ninth career. Uh, (laughs) I came out of school and uh, was just really having a great time uh, out of college, playing sport, and uh, wasn't married yet. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) And uh, uh, I, I followed in dad's footsteps, who was an accountant. Uh, and I just studied uh, to become a CPA, did not enjoy that a bit, and then um, went from different jobs. I um, I was a professional fighter for a bit. Uh, I was a clothing manufacturer. Anyway, smash cut moving forward. <laughs> uh, at some point, uh, I had to become responsible. I found out <laughs> I was having uh, a daughter. And uh, during a drive cross country, I thought, well, what do I really want to do? What do I want to settle down and do for the rest of my life? And I've always enjoyed medicine, health in general for various reasons, uh, mainly selfishly, that I always wanted to be the best I could be. And I can remember reading a book when I was much younger off the shelf of my parents, uh, a nutrition book, and being fascinated by the fact that I could manipulate my health with with something like just food. You know, I say hmm. just food, because who knew back then? Yeah. And, um, you know, as I look back, I was thinking, boy, I've really followed this for most of my life. I think most people are a bit nervous about pursuing a, a medical education because they've heard of how difficult it might be. But um, anyway, I made the decision at that point and I've never looked back. I, I, I'm, I plan on beating the Guinness Book of World Records holder uh, <laughs> who's practiced into age 99 if I can do so. <laughs> and Randy, you know, when you were doing that, though, because, you know, like, people come up with all kinds of things. Did, did the thing well, what are you doing at this age to do this, Rand? You know, this is this is not going to work. This is impossible. This is, did you get well, all you that? Well, you know, the worst I heard, 
Absolutely. Even from uh, one of the college counselors, when I was over at uh, uh, one of the local colleges here at Cal State Northridge, one of the counselors said to me, well, you're never going to get accepted to a medical school. What, what are you thinking? You're too old. And I had someone uh, who was dean of one of the colleges tell me, not as as nastily as as that, if you will, uh, uh, a little more optimistically, but said, you know, look, you're not going to get into a state sponsored college because you're 37, 38 years old. Why would they want to subsidize your education when you're going to produce, you know, 15, 20 years less than mm. the average person? So good luck with that. Uh, so, yeah, I heard a lot of negativities, uh, whether it be for making it through school or then making it through the internship program. But, you know, there's certain of us that have that um, personality where go ahead and tell me I can't. And then it makes it that much easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Ronnie, sounds like, you know, uh, you're obviously quite a resilient type of guy and a determined <laughs> type of guy. And I'm going to prove you wrong. So to speak. So someone referred to that as hard-headed, but yes, I'll take whatever <laughs> I can get. Yeah, cool. So where did it go after that then? So you obviously qualified and, and now you, you work with some, you know, a celebrities and, and top sportsmen in the work that you do. So tell me a little bit about that work that you're doing now. Well, I came out to California to pursue a Chinese medicine degree, actually. And um, it just happens to be that Los Angeles has the best schools in the country. Uh, I don't think anyone would argue that. And so I was here, decided to go to medical school here already. Uh, and here we are, you know, I'm, I'm, I live right here next to Hollyweird, as I call it. So there's plenty <laughs> of actors and actresses and a lot of sports teams, obviously. So it was just really more a matter of uh, not, not uh, intent from the beginning, but just being here at the right time, the right place. I started working with another uh, sports medicine doc uh, early on before I was even, um, uh, educated. I, I, well, I had gotten my medical degree, I believe, but, uh, really if, as it were, I just sort of fell into it. Um, my, my training was in family practice and, uh, I, that was on purpose because I wanted to learn a little bit about everything out there. You, you, you can treat, uh, from, from pediatrics to geriatrics, but, uh, yeah, it, it just developed into something, uh, when I started focusing on optimizing health, where I, I get to see a lot of interesting patients. That's definitely the truth. <laughs> so I love the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs> but from the, from that medical school background, though, because you you, you, you're into the alternative type things as well, aren't you, in therapies? Not, not the standard, I'm, I'm going to put this politely, um, let's pop a pill type thing. You, you're not around that. Yeah, and that's why I pursued Chinese medicine originally and before that nutrition because – yeah, we've, we've had a lot of, uh, well, it's been discussed many times in, in pretty much, I would say, any Western uh, world country about the, the deficits in, in uh, the pill-popping medicine, as mm. you call it. Uh, you know, the sort of the hit you over the head uh, with, a, with a large mallet medicine instead of dealing with some of the subtleties that Chinese medicine can do. So, um, you know, on the one hand, I have to interject, certainly if I were, uh, God forbid, in a traffic accident, I wouldn't go to my Chinese medical doctor. I'd want to go to that Western medicine, yeah. ER, you know, emergency room. But for some of the other things like chronic diseases, including asthma, uh, some of the things that happen to all of us as we age, you know, paramenopause, menopause, paraandropause, and andropause, the Chinese have a much different way of looking at it. And what you're referring to as the alternative medicines mm. look at things differently where we get into more of the subtleties and you don't, therefore deal with as many side effects as you do with the pill popping uh, mm. uh, that you reference. And so, um, yeah, I, th I think it was sort of a natural progression. And I don't want to, I, I think I'm doing a fairly good job so far. I don't want to 
uh, denigrate the, the Western medicine because of the, you know, there's so many benefits to it. Uh, but yeah, if you can incorporate some of the other, uh, let's just call it the, I hate to say alternative because that sounds like woo woo. I was going to, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that when we use that word alternative, people will go, okay, here we go. We tree hugging and all that kind of thing. And it's not that, you know, it, no. no, it's not that at all. Like, you know, I get that from, you know, from the work and, you know, my wife um, is, is a, a Reiki practitioner as well. So, you know, we're both uh, worked as clinical hypnotherapists as well, which is away from, you know, what we talked about you know, changing people's mindsets as well as around that and thinking about the healthy habits that they can move to, you know, be it nutrition and all that kind of thing, be it breathing mm -hmm. correctly. For, for for example, you know, um, and, and doing all that. So it's not we're not talking about the woo woo stuff. We're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, you know the alternative things that are out there that people can pursue. It has science behind it, and alternative yeah. really refers to. And let me know if you agree. Uh, really, alternative to mainstream, not mm -hmm. necessarily alternative, as you say, in a woo woo sense of the word. It really just. You know, obviously, a lot of medicine in your country, as well as as as, as mine, is driven by finance, the yes. business of medicine. And I don't mean to say that like a lot of people do, you know, conspiracy. And mm. it's just a fact. And so when you go to a, a what we call a, a health maintenance organization here, which I, I think is similar to what you guys have, because it's 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 um, it's a medical program. Yours is set by the government. This is set by an organization that says, this is the way we're going to practice. Mm. So I, I, and I call it paint by numbers medicine. So you have only certain ways, very few variables to, to work with. And that's just because of the finances of it, not necessarily the opportunity out there for different modalities of treatment. Mm. And that's what we're talking about here. And that's, you know, going back to, to why I wrote the book, uh, which I know we haven't mentioned yet, but uh, we were yeah. talking earlier. I wrote the book uh, about uh, with the idea to sort of spread the word in that regard to let people know what the alternatives are, because some of them don't require a lot of money. Mm. Uh, they just require the, the knowledge that it exists and you could do, you know, the DIY, what they call it, DIY, do it yourself yeah. uh, type stuff uh, that you can do um, or, or with the assistance of an alternative practitioner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and some of the things around really that we can make the changes when we really break them down, they can be the quite simple. I'm not saying they're easy to do, but they're simple things to do, aren't they? You know, like eating a healthy diet and instead of reaching for the, the junk food all the time and things like that, you know, I, I touched on there about breathing, you know, just, just breathing correctly and sleeping well and all that kind of thing. Just some simple things like that can make a massive difference, but also understanding what we're putting into our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, you make a great point. And I try and emphasize that whenever I can. It used to, it used to be when I came uh, to, to meeting uh, someone first in the office, I would say everything I can do for you is here. Everything you can do for yourself with particularly exercise is, is up here mm. in terms of, you know, the levels of, of uh, or degree of, of help. And um, yeah, we do tend to skip over a lot of the essentials, which is unfortunate. I try and make a point, like I say, whenever I can. To stick with the essentials because as you very aptly put it it is not necessarily easy mm -hmm. but it certainly is simple it really is simple there's no 
there's no mystery to the fact that we need seven to nine hours of sleep every night, the average person, unless you have a very rare <laughs> gene mutation that, that allows you to get five. And that's very, very rare. Let me emphasize. Because how many times have you heard somebody say it? I'm sure. Oh, but I do fine, Doc. I, you know, Five hours a night is fine for me. I believe me, I'm doing fine. Yes, you might be now. Yeah. But you're going to pay the piper uh, down yeah, the road. But down uh, the line, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And same with diet. You know, we all have that reserve when we're younger. And, uh, you know, it'll catch up with you. So, yeah, we try to emphasize at, at, at RSM where, where, where I've got my practice, the basics, uh, because it does warrant that emphasis, because those are the building blocks. I know people have heard this a million times and tend to let it go in, in one ear out the other. But it is the building blocks on which we can then apply some of the other newer things mm. that can uh, leverage the, the basics. Okay. So I'm interested, what, what's this bioidentical hormone replacement then? Tell me about that. So we all go through it, right? Uh, death taxes and uh, the <laughs> diminishment of our hormone production. And uh, by definition, round about age 35, we'll suffer from the beginning of that decline. Uh, and again, we're talking about that mythical average person, that statistic, mm. right? It can happen much sooner if uh, a person is under stress. And it looks like uh, we're finding out that historically over the last 50 years, it seems to be occurring at an even earlier age. Uh, there's there's theories about that uh, that have to do with um, what we call xenoestrogens, things that look like, act like estrogens, chemicals in the environment that can affect your um, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis in a negative way. But yeah, uh, why suffer if we don't have to um, with what Mother Nature has given us? I joke all the time, it's natural to get sick and die one day. I'm not sure we necessarily <laughs> always want to pursue natural, right? Mm -hmm. And if we have a way to to make it better, which I argue we can, and, and remember too, uh, before I go any further, you know, for what it's worth, if you think about it for a minute, 300 years ago, life expectancy was say 35 years old. Um, yep. We're yep. not designed to live this long, mm -hmm. really, if you think about it. And 300 years is barely a blink in evolution. So things like, you know, for example, the ability to build plaque in the artery once it's inflamed to protect it, right? Mm. Protect it. Well, long-term, that building up of plaque <laughs> can become actually a liability. Well, uh, you know, somewhat in, in keeping with that, the, the, you know, you could argue that if we haven't uh, uh, born children by the time we're 15, 16, just 300 years ago, what's the point? Because you're not going to live long enough to ensure that your child makes it to do the same over and over again. Mm. So, Mother Nature doesn't necessarily give us the ability to to keep the hormones going, the testosterone, the the uh, the estrogen and progesterone that are required for the females, and so uh, it makes sense, right? If you think about it, if 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 you buy into to my conjecture there, but the point being that um, whatever the, the the impetus for that happening, we can correct for it, and we can then turn around the things that say that we say come with age, mm. the the de decrease in energy, the decrease in in uh, libido, the decrease in the just a general sense of well-being. Testosterone, for example, is a natural antidepressant. And then the body composition changes that come no matter how strict you are about your exercise program and how good you were at doing it in your 20s and 30s and even 40s, all of a sudden those same things don't work anymore at 55, 60, mm. and, you, and you go, what, what's going on here? Well, we can put the testosterone, for example, back in the system, and voila, we're you know we're back to uh, where we were in our in twenties and thirties. Wow! Now that's that sounds exciting, Rand. That does, <laughs> right? Yeah, because you know, I just want to touch that back, back on that as well, because you talked about menopause and menopause. You... <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, I like that menopause. I said andropause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so is that what you, yeah things you're talking about that can help with that then as well? 
that what you yeah i mean th th those are the things that are associated right with 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 uh paramenopause is mm. is the time before that uh menopause in a female it's a it's a it's a definition it's essentially 12 consecutive missed periods and uh an elevated follicle stimulating hormone right that's just a definition but prior to that and by the way that typically occur occurs in the early 50s mid 50s with a, with a female uh, but long before that as i said by definition really at age 35 perimenopause starts mm. and you see the decline in those hormones before they become uh you know this official definition and and you know obgyns who have cared for women uh over the years have focused on the the most easily identified uh, um, uh symptoms of low estrogen right which is hot flashes and night sweats mm. but that's long after uh, uh typically a female has uh experience a decline in testosterone, a precursor to estrogen. And again, testosterone is what gives you that sense of well-being. It's a natural, it's nature's antidepressant, as I said. Uh, it mm. gives you the uh, the libido, the energy, that joie de vivre to get up every morning. And again, it also supports uh, the, the ability to, to, to manipulate your, your body composition. Look, we, we've done studies that show that, for example, with age, you know, in, the, in our 50s and 60s, Oh, you know, my light bulb, the filament uh, in our generation, we refer to it. I don't know what they make light bulbs now, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the filament is broken or it's not working as well. No, the studies show that it has nothing to do with the brain, the filament. It's actually the energy flow. So mm. the foggy thinking is really from a lack of energy and it's not any defect in the brain. Uh, so you put that back in the tank and all of a sudden, hey, you're firing all, this, all the cylinders again. Again, testosterone can make for a lot of difference. Wow. Wow. Well, let, well, let's let's just do um, talk about your book for a bit as well now, because this coming out in March, I think it's 2023. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the book. What's the title? Uh, Cheating Death, the New Science of Living Longer and Better. Wow. And uh, it gets your attention, right? Yeah, that's the title gets your attention. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with, with with without without a doubt. Has it been has it been you know a, a few years in the development? As or was it one day you thought I've got to put this together and I'm off? I've never been asked that. I don't remember when it hit me over the head that I that I wanted to write a book. I think it it uh, it bubbled up over time the necessity to get the word out, as I keep saying, because mm. um, I was getting a little frustrated. Uh, speaking with patients and going through the same, I call it my monologue where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of um, unlearning with them some of the things that they've been taught by reading Dr. Google or, you know, listening to their uh, primary care physician who, you know, got horrible training in this area. We all got horrible training in this area in, in the, in the so-called sex hormones of testosterone, estrogen, mm. progesterone. We maybe got, uh, and, and let's throw nutrition in there. We maybe got a total of 20 minutes of training, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're poorly educated, at least in the United States in this. And so- Same over here, Ron. Same over here. Is it the same? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we're, we're, we're trying to uneducate some of these things, if you will. And then we're trying to then teach some of these new things. And I thought, well, you know what? I think actually first I thought of doing a video mm -hmm. and just, but then you th think of it as, okay, you know, this could go on for eight hours. No one's going to want to watch that, especially <laughs> in this day and age. It's got to be a two minute, uh, you know, yeah. showstopper. Forget about it. So I, that's, that's when I considered, let, let's write a book and get this word out. Okay. And is it broken down into certain sections or is, you know, is chapter on nutrition? How is it, how is it formed? 
Yes, thanks to to my ghostwriter uh, Bruce. Uh, he, you know, they he took my my nerd speak and sort of, uh, 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 you know, eclectic, if you will, or yeah. scattered uh, thinking, and 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 put it in a more cohesive state. And it's divided into sections. Um, and also, you know, we hit the main areas where there there are advancements. For example, gene editing, uh, stem cells, and now muse cells, which most people haven't even heard of yet. And, uh, you know, some of the other mainstream things in which we've made some developments, for example, nutrition, there's IV nutrition now so that you can get uh, your NAD, for example, or your just good old B vitamins through IV, you know, through a Myers cocktail yeah. instead of yeah. uh, orally. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, whether it's injectable or oral, at some point you get sick of one or the other. So, you know, knowing that you can switch around take a, an oral vitamin holiday and use injectable or IV is, is nice to know. Even things like cryotherapy, where, you know, you think of these $250,000 machines, one of which I have in my office and you go, well, gosh, I'm not going to have that in my, in my, in my home. Who's going to do that? I mean, maybe Elon Musk, right. Or, or, or <laughs> yes. somebody who could afford that, but um, uh, you know, to be able to do it yourself with a uh, an Amazon purchase of a an ice machine for 159.99 and you put 60 pounds in the bathtub it's not exactly like cryotherapy but the idea is you know uh, you can still effectuate the changes in your body with a norepinephrine increase and uh, obviously the skin temperature change that initiates all these these wonderful things for your health and so it doesn't have to be a you know a $60 event it can be a you know whatever it is mm. uh, you you factor that $159 over the course of 5 years you know it's a cheap thing yeah, go on, no, you just got me thinking, man, because I, I've been, I've been following um, Wim Hof, the Ice Man. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I've, I've not dumped into an ice bath yet, but I've <laughs> from a from from the cold shower thing. Yeah, I've got that, and uh, you know how difference it makes. Just sitting, turning the shower on cold when you're finishing off in the morning, and you just feel revitalized, you know. Sure. And as they say, the poison's in the dose, right? So you don't necessarily have to get a, a huge dose of cold. In, in terms of whole body cryotherapy, where you jump into either the, the nitrogen or the electric uh, powered uh, coolant, and you're down at, say, 150 below or 200 below, you know, you're there for uh, anywhere from uh, two minutes to three and a half, I think, tops, mm. because that's all you need to drop your skin temperature by 25 degrees. And uh, you get the the effects, you know, that are stimulated by that drop. Your body reacts to it. I mentioned earlier the, the the norepinephrine, but there's also heat shock proteins. And you say heat shock proteins. Yes, they're the same <laughs> proteins with heat or cold, but they're good for you. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but you can get, a, 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 you know, maybe a lesser uh, download, if you will, of the, these reactions by getting, you know, just a cold shower or the ice bath, the ice bath doesn't have to be that long. As a matter of fact, any more than 10 minutes, you might risk hypothermia. So mm. it, it can be, you know, a sort of a quick and dirty, but a, a efficient and effective treatment uh, to do it the way you suggest, or if you've got a pool or a lake nearby, you know, they've been doing this forever. Mm. And, and Wim Hof uh, presents that uh, he's definitely, I'm sure you, you know, you say you read about him. He's definitely to an extreme. Yes. And I think that the studies have showed just sort of as a side note, his brother, who does none of these things, um, uh, I don't know if it's his twin brother or his just a, a I think it's his twin brother. This is twin. Is it just twin? Yeah, yeah. He shows he has the same capabilities. So there's a genetic component there, yeah. uh, but it doesn't, doesn't take away from the the um, the treatment itself and its and its beneficial effects. It's definitely something for someone to consider. 
Yeah, I was just thinking, right, you know, when I used to um, play a professional sport when I was a lot younger, and uh, ice baths were never even on our agenda. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just, um, right, just a, a, a bit of a massage and a bit of a cold sponge and away you go. That was our treatment tables. How, how well, we... you were lucky. I didn't get any of that. Oh, did you not? <laughs> I didn't get that at all, no. I'm oh. thinking, wow, that'd be great. A little massage would be wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go. So, Randy, if people want to get hold of your book when it's out, it's, I'm assuming it's going to be on Amazon or is it on your website or whatever? I believe I know for certain it's on Amazon, but I think it's on all the major uh, sites, you know, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Um, what is it? Book a million or a million books or all that sort of thing. Um, and it's available for pre-sale now. But as you said earlier, I believe it's the first week in March. It'll be released mm. officially. Yeah. It can be uh, sh shipped out. But um, those are the, the yeah the typical sources. Yeah, I tell you what as well. And we'll we'll um, we have on the radio we have the inspirational book of the week. And we could well make it the inspirational book of the week. It'll probably freak something well, I gotta, out. <laughs> I got to send you a copy then, right? Yeah, I, please. We have an advanced review copy I, I need to send you then so you can take a peek. Yeah, please do. See yeah. if it's worthy. Yes. Yeah, please do. And uh, well, I'm just thinking in my head now, this week's inspirational book of the week, Cheating Death. That'll get them hooked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it's funny. The quick story behind that is, you know, one of the the marketers uh, suggested that to me, and I uh, it was one of the first suggestions. I said, absolutely not. That's so sensationalistic. That's not professional. I'm not going to do that. And it's funny when you learn about the way uh, humans work in general, the way the book market works, et cetera. By the end, I was the one fighting for it. It's like, well, you know, the, the typical pitch is, well, do you want them to read your book or not? Of course I do. You mm. know, they, they really in. Is it, yeah. Well, do you think this will catch their attention? Well, of course it is. I mean, I just that's why I, I reject it. And then they, they they bring you to realize, well, if you want to get them to read them, you got to get their attention and this will do it. So we, we went with the title after all. And of course, you know, as soon as the book starts, I, I think I make mention of, you know, at least at this point, we're, we're not going to cheat death 100 percent you know mm. we're all going to go at some point but we can certainly improve upon our existence while we're here it, you know we call it increasing our health span yeah healthy longevity uh so anyway that's the point of the book yeah we can, we can improve our quality let's put it that way as well can't we and if people want to find right. out more about you ran how can they do that well, the website uh, these days is the, is, the, is the business card of most people, right? Mm -hmm. We have a lot of information on the site as well, but uh, www.psr, Papa Sierra Romeo Med, like in medical, mm -hmm. psrmed.com. That's where we're, we are on the web. Brilliant. Well, look, Ace, I've really enjoyed talking to you. It's been, been likewise. Yeah, been great fun. And uh, yeah, as I say, whatever you're going to be doing for the rest of your day, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, yeah, Thank we look you, forward. Sir. We look forward to featuring your book. I look forward to that. That'd be great. We'll send it over ASAP. Wonderful. Much obliged for having me. It's a pleasure. Have a wonderful day. You too, sir. Thank you. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.com co.uk and if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast we would love to hear from you simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk once again a big thank you for taking the time out to listen this is the Yawa Radio podcast copyright applies <laughs>